For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. You know, all I want is for people not to die, you know? I mean, that's that's all. And it's frustrating that we have managed to turn that into a an Alabama-Auburn game, or a deadly one at that. Today we hear from Pulitzer Prize-winning AL.com columnist John Archibald. His new book, Shaking the Gates of Hell, A Search for Family and Truth in the Wake of the Civil Rights Revolution, is available wherever books are sold. John's had a recent run of columns trying to get at the center of Alabama's refusal to get vaccinated. But now he says he's struggling with it. It's frustrating looking for new angles and new ways to tell people to get vaccinated when Alabama continues to have the lowest vaccination rate in the United States and the highest positivity rate. I spoke to John Archibald about telling the truth about COVID, even when so few are listening. Why scolding people into getting vaccinated isn't working how politics play a role in vaccine hesitancy, and what it will take for all of this to finally click with people in Alabama. First off, you wrote recently that you will not scold Alabama into getting vaccinated. You say that scolding doesn't work. Is there a danger in scolding or ridiculing people in this effort to get them to do something, in this case, vaccinating the state? Alabamians obviously don't like being told what to do or or even being politely recommended to do something. But we're at this moment where it seems like brutal truth is more necessary than ever. Don't people need to be faced with the consequences of their role in this surge or, or do we just let history do that for us? Well, uh, that's the dilemma we face with everything. I mean, uh, you have to tell people the truth, no matter whether you think they're going to believe it or not. It's difficult, but you're right. I mean, there's a certain number of people who are not going to be not going to respond to that. Certainly, you know, most of the time when somebody tells you something you don't want to hear, you aren't convinced by it. You tell somebody who doesn't believe that that a vaccine is good for them that it is, and they re- react negatively. You know, I mean, think anything. You, you tell somebody that they're a racist, they're not going to believe it. You tell somebody that, you know, they're incompetent, they're not going to believe it. You tell somebody they're wrong about something they've long believed, they're not going to believe it. And they're going to want to fight and they're going to want to... Uh, and I'm basing this on emails and comments and conversations with people who have read my stuff. I mean, they just they dig in. If you uh, make it personal, scolding is personal. So, I mean, you know, we try a lot of techniques and some of them work and a lot of them don't. Yeah. And you wrote that COVID doesn't care who you voted for or what what you think of the current president, what you think of the last one. And you plead with people to ignore the politicization of what should be praised as a medical miracle. John, do you sense that there are political reasons some Alabamians are refusing to get vaccinated? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, most of the responses I've had about it uh, that are are the ones saying, you know, I've had people call and say, you know, I've had COVID. I've had family members die of COVID, uh, but I'm still not getting vaccinated uh, in, in sight. Uh, you know, a lot of, I mean, what I would call misinformation, but that what they would call information that's largely political and is based on, uh, you know, well, you know, what were you saying before January 6th? And uh, Kamala Harris was saying, don't get the Trump vaccine before, you know, and all these things that are 
political in nature. But, but you know, that's not all of it. It's not all political. There are a lot of people who have talked to me. They're just frankly concerned about the FDA approval, about fears that the, the vaccine is dangerous. There are a lot of people who are just genuinely concerned about it. And, and it's easy for me to say they haven't listened to the right people because I don't think they've listened to the right people. But they think they've listened to the right people and I'm one of the wrong ones. You obviously consider politicians a big part of the problem, too. You say Alabama continues to let its own people suffer and die, crying freedom and decry what you call the state's shameful health numbers and how politicians would rather pander to callous ideas than accept the cures. And this sparks anger and distrust among Alabamians. And at this point, do you think people might change their minds about the vaccine if those politicians change their messaging? Like, even as you point out, Kay Ivey, Tommy Tuberville, they're among Republican leaders, conservative leaders who have encouraged people to get the shot. Right. They have. And uh, to varying de degrees and at varying times. But those two have, have been pretty strong about vaccine. But, you know, for most of the politicians, I think that they choose and, and I do use the word pander from time to time. I think they choose that for the reason that it works and the numbers bear that out. And those who are anti-vaccination in this regard are much louder and um, more dangerous to their campaigns. So these are a phenomenon we've seen with different subject matter over the course of, of a long time. But I mean, politicians do it because it works. And in, in doing it because it works, uh, they simply give more voice to the people who are, you know, are being unreasonable or who are, you know, they're preaching to their choir. Yeah, and you also plead with people to look at the numbers from reputable sources like doctors and scientists. And it just seems to me, having talked to a lot of those folks the last few weeks, especially as Delta runs rampant in Alabama, the medical community could not be louder. They could not be clearer in their messaging about the safety, the effectiveness and accessibility of the vaccine. Yet the numbers are what they are. Why do you think people in Alabama aren't listening to doctors? Well, part of the reason is, uh, you know, that a lot of people in Alabama don't go to a doctor regularly. They don't have a doctor in their community. And, they, they you know, we have a vast number of complicating factors to that. Uh, we have a natural distrust. I mean, based on the people I'm talking to, it's not just a natural distrust of, of doctors and hospitals, but that exists. But it's also politicians. It's very highly partisan. So that if we have Democratic leadership nationally, then that's going to really add to the distrust. But we've also really, politicians have capitalized on science doubt, whether that's climate change uh, or whether that's vaccination. And it's been a steady part of the political rhetoric when it comes to uh, green energy, when it comes to solar energy, when it comes to, to all of these things that have been sort of vilified as anti-business and anti freedom in some ways and, and kind of, if it makes sense, uh, sort of a way to blame the coasts, the East Coast and California for influences of, of the heartland in Alabama. And I think that, that all of those things were consistent political message, messaging and all of those things have resulted in us being slow to act on all of those issues I just talked about. Yeah, and John, you say that this saddens you because you've tried to talk about it 
for decades, Alabama's health troubles, in, in, in your words, have failed. And I wonder if you think, is it easy to just say that Alabamians are stubborn, like that they just don't want to hear it? I mean, nobody wants diabetes, nobody wants heart disease, and certainly nobody wants COVID, and they certainly don't want to die from it. But the warning signs for these things have long been there, and people know that these things can kill you. Yet, we won't listen to doctors, we won't listen to government, and we don't act even when loved ones are hospitalized or die. So, who will people listen to? Like, what do you think it's going to take for this to click if it hasn't by now? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of Alabamians, I mean, you know, to speak of that, we're we're always in the we're in the bottom five, and you know, obesity, high blood pressure, uh, heart disease, um, on and on and on. Many of the comorbidities that compound our problems when it comes to COVID, and a lot of those people are not in a position or don't think they're in a position to change anything politically. But what we've done as a state is to decide that those people are going to die anyway, or those people are not going to be treatable, or those people got th- themselves into that mess themselves either by diet or uh, other things and so we have made it a political a decision that they can sink or swim on their own and so we don't expand medicaid which could which threatens rural hospitals and has caused them to close and will ensure that that people across alabama don't get the help they need so all of those issues that that really affect the health and welfare of the state of Alabama and the productivity in jobs are always pushed to the back burner and left to people who aren't really in a position to help themselves. And it has been, uh, you know, it, it has been a political decision to do that. And so our politicians have failed us and our people have failed themselves. And finally, John, you're a columnist. You write frequently about these issues in Alabama. The number one issue is obviously COVID still getting the state vaccinated. You've written about the difficulty that there is in terms of getting this messaging out there, communicating with people, connecting with people and why this is so important. I feel like through your writing, you might sense a calling to be a writer, to to speak on these things, to speak truth to power, etc. And like I said in the question before, you, you get the sense that throughout the years, in some regards, you failed in terms of talking about the health crises and things like that. When it comes to vaccination, helping to get people vaccinating and hoping that that word spreads, where do you stand with that? Is it still a calling right now? Do you feel a sense of frustration in terms of finding new angles to relay this message? Oh, I, I if it's the calling, it's the wrong number. Um, but, you know, I feel I feel almost helpless because, uh, you know, that one of the columns you mentioned, I think, I mean, that, when I said I was not going to scold. I mean, I just I mean, it was literally begging people to get a vaccine. And I, and I I can't imagine. I mean, there's, there was just so much violent, not violent, but uh, verbal, vi- verbally violent response to that, that it, I hadn't seen that in terms of really controversial issues that we've written about over the course of time. And there's just so much anger about something that should be a medical miracle that it it's really kind of disturbing and disillusioning. And, you know, all I want is for people not to die, you know, I mean, that's that's all. And it's frustrating that we have managed to turn that into a, you know, an Alabama and Auburn game or a deadly one at that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's frustrating, but I mean, I, I don't know what it's going to take. Even even people, as I said, who've had family members die 
are still resistant because they have so much distrust and anger. And and that's that's unhealthy way beyond COVID. John Archibald, thank you very much. Thank you. If you or someone you know want to share your story about COVID, email me at bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on the outbreak, visit al.com slash coronavirus. If you like the show, please rate it and write a review. Thank you for listening.